0: Real Presence Live.
3: good morning everyone hope everybody's having a fantastic morning as we start out here, we're at St. James Coffee. I am Michael Goldsmith. I'm here with Father Will Thompson. How are you this morning, Father?
4: Fantastic. <laughs> you look great. How are you, how are you doing, Mike? Good. It's always <laughs> good to see you. Yeah, I had to break out the had to break out the fall coats yes, here this we week. Did. It's uh, changed quite a bit since... From uh, summer to, to yeah. winter. <laughs> yep. Well, yep. Late, mo- mo- late fall. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We're not winter yet. <laughs> yes, Come on. Nick, I'm sorry. Mo- Montana might be. <laughs> yes. Montana might be. You know, I was just... in. Just it's that, getting
3: there. We know what's coming. Yeah, I was just
4: in Glacier... <laughs> Month a half ago, yeah, you said that was beautiful out there, there yeah. but uh, yeah. it's a different kind of beauty uh, yeah. out there right now. Pristine, mm-hmm. white snow. I yeah. love to ski, so yeah.
3: I mean, I like to see that in the mountains. But it can stay there; it can, it can wait.
4: <laughs> yeah, we can we can definitely wait <laughs> They had like five feet that. of snow. I saw pictures;
3: <laughs> it was just it was just crazy out there. So I know people are listening on the other side of uh, North Dakota to us, and so they're mm-hmm. they. I don't know if they got any snow up in that in that direction, but they they had a little taste of, of winter. It's a little colder up there. Too, it's yeah. you know, but so we have the we have the five states that all, we're in, all across and, the listening area. Yep, That's and we right. Had, we had that really warm, muggy, just a, a really awful day on Monday, and then it just like we had some strong storms, and we did have some some touchdowns of tornadoes and stuff through the area. So okay, you know, we pray for that. yeah, we yeah. pray for people that. Uh, I know we've had other tornadoes in the last month here, so it's kind of yeah. a crazy end to the summer. You know, we just had one in Sioux Falls and Lake City here in mm-hmm. our area, and so, you know, people are still having to deal with that, which is kind of a fluctuation
4: for people. Yeah. So <laughs> Spe- you know, Speaking of prayer, why don't we say a little prayer, and then we can uh, see what we've got coming up on the show here yeah, today. Yeah, sounds good. So let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angel of God, my guardian dear, to whom God's love commits me here. Ever this day be at my side, to light, to guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. I right. thought we'd start off with that here as we're celebrating the memorial of our guardian angels. Yes. Uh, but uh, let's, let's uh, send it over to Aaron to see what we've got coming up on the show today.
5: Thank you very much, Father. Father, we are looking forward to a great show today, and just... Uh, psst, Just hearing the beautiful story of Barry and Laura Peratt coming up here during our Inspired Sharing Your Journey. Then right after that, we'll be, uh, Father, we'll be taking your questions and comments on the Catholic faith during Straight Talk from 9.30 to 10 a.m. After that, we'll be praying for your intentions during Prayerfully Yours. We'll have Father James Burns to talk about celebrating women at St. Mary's University and their role at the university and in general. We'll be taking the 10-minute tour of local events. We'll have Deacon Ralph Poyo to talk about an upcoming conference at St. Joe's in Moorhead, Minnesota. And we'll also have Brad Lindworm to talk about the 40 Days for Life in Sioux Falls and the beautiful things that are happening there. All this coming up here on Real Presence Live. Right back to you, Father Michael.
3: Yes, well thank you Aaron we are looking forward to having all of our guests on this morning and we are just blessed to be here again. It's it's a little cloudy and rainy and cold out here but you know we're here in a nice warm St. James coffee. If you, mm-hmm. This is the perfect time to come and have a, a cup of joe. Absolutely. We have it ready for you. If you want to stop on down here, we're here uh, broadcasting live. Father Will and, and myself, Michael. And they have some different drinks for fall too so you know they have some different things to choose from so come on down. Just come down and say hi. So we are going to have a great show today, and I think thank you for bringing up about our guardian angels. I don't think we talk about it enough. You know, we do have the angels uh, at our side. That's right. We do have that uh, grace that was given to us through God. His divine plan has that special uh, grace that he gives us. for us to, you know, to, to have that angel by us through our life, but I don't think we call mm-hmm. on it enough.
4: Yeah, God God does not leave us alone.
3: No, absolutely. I will be I'll be with you forever. He tells us in the in the end of the Gospel of Matthew. Uh, but I give you the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and then we also know that we have our guardian angels. So uh, it's just beautiful. So. We are ready to go to our first guest, Inspired. I believe.
1: Sharing your journey.
3: And I think this is just a beautiful new segment we have, talking to people about how faith has strengthen them, how, how Christ has come into their life, how it's been how they've been changed for the better for the gospel of Jesus Christ and for his church here on earth. And we have with us this morning Barry and Laura Perret. Is Good that morning. correct? Is That's that how right, you said that? Yes? All correct. right. Yes. Great. Um, just wonderful to have you here. They're right here in studio with us at St. James Coffee. So, why don't you start out? Let's start with Barry, and you can just tell us a little bit about yourself, just a brief a little bit, and then you can switch it over to your beautiful wife here. That uh, okay. for
2: for uh, her little bio. All right. Well, I basically uh, not much to say. I'm a professor of mathematics at Winona State University. I married to the love of my life. Uh, we have five children. Um, that's about it. Right? How old are your children? <laughs> well, let's see. They're 18, 16, 14, um, 12, and nine.
3: Nine. So you got a good spread there, huh? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah beautiful. Yeah. Sounds like a beautiful family, Laura. What? How about you?
6: Well, I stay home yeah. with all five children and I homeschool them.
3: Awesome. That's that's a lot. That's not only. I don't only stay <laughs> at home. I, I know there's a lot of people out there that <laughs> That's are. That's <going>, right. <laughs> why do why do they why do people say that? Well, you are doing a great deal if you are at home with your children and you are teaching them the faith along with teaching them. Uh, what they need Absolutely. to know for, yeah, so that it, uh, is an awesome, awesome responsibility. Not to say that Barry, well, you know, you're bringing home the bread, right? Yeah, no, but <laughs> that's important. But she too. does, the, yes. she's got the heavy lifting. She cooks it. <laughs> Absolutely.
4: Right. You bring that's home right. the ingredients, she cooks it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <No. laughs> Well, it's great to have you with Thanks. us today. Thanks. Um, Thanks. I was wondering, if, as we get into this conversation, just to give give our listeners uh, a little bit of background on your relationship. Uh-huh. Uh, you've known each other for all, for quite a while now. A long time. Uh, mo- you know, the, the majority of your lives. Oh yeah. So maybe just uh, talk to us a little bit about uh, your relationship through high school, and then as you were growing a little bit older, and and what role faith had or didn't have would, uh, in in that in that part of the relationship. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I mean.
2: What you were 15, I was 17 when we met. in the That's back, right. back mm-hmm. of the biology room.
6: <laughs>
4: I liked um, his blue
6: eyes. Aww. yeah,
2: I, I liked her everything yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, it was kind of one of those love at first sight things, mm-hmm. you know, as much as our children hate for us to say that because they're all embarrassed about it. but uh, it was, it really was. Mm-hmm. And, and at the time, I think um, I, was I was there was no faith. Uh, I, I was raised a uh, Southern Baptist, but I had chucked god at that point probably around seventh or eighth grade um parents went through a very nasty divorce mm-hmm. and i uh, the family just disintegrated i mean we call it the crazy years in our family you know those right. crazy 10 years and i just didn't have time for a god who couldn't keep my family together right. so i figured Christianity's a sham and um i kind of uh, had migrated over to atheism at that point uh carl sagan and version of atheism, you know, until I realized that's a sham, too. Um, (laughs) But uh, that's kind of where I was. I don't know, Mm -hmm. you were...
6: I was raised in the Lutheran Church, and um, I always had a sense that God was somewhere there, Mm -hmm. around somewhere, but I felt like I couldn't actually get close to Him. And, you know, by the time that we, Barry and I met, that um, I was... Not real serious about faith. Just you know, okay, God, you're there somewhere, but um, go to church on Sunday, and it doesn't really have anything to do with the rest of the week, and right. that's kind of it. <laughs> yeah,
3: that it's just we have the basics, and I've been taught that. I've gone to church, and and and, and whatever, but it just isn't applicable to my life at that moment. Right. I kind of grew up. I, I was born Catholic, but I kind of go mm-hmm. into that. My family went. My mom and dad had a very Shaky divorce too, like you did. So it it, it is trying at that time mm. when you're when you're uh, going through right. that. So when with your Christian life, then I mean, you guys met and and you weren't really practicing at all. So right. what kind of led you then from there? Where 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 did you guys you guys got married, obviously, and then right. so where did you guys right. grow from there?
6: Well, through college, we kind of. Um, drifted off into new age kind of spirituality and um, yeah it wasn't until after we were married that uh, we really got into uh, Christianity again. Mm -hmm.
2: Well yeah I mean it was um, you know it was significantly after we met I think probably six seven years Mm -hmm. I was in grad school and God in His uh, sense of humor gave me a roommate who was, a, I mean, office mate, I should say, in grad school, who was a born again Christian, mm-hmm. which I hated. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it
3: was, so it was a trying time at that. It y- was. You, it, with your not, not having a faith, I know that it's a hard thing to talk about. But you had something happen during that time before you had your conversion. Is that not,
2: do it? Was you, you want to share that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We, go ahead. You want me? Okay. Yeah, it was. You know, we we lived the kind of life you would imagine living without faith. I was into drugs and partying, and um, she a little bit less so. But you know, we 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 weren't real moral. And um, she ended up getting pregnant while we were in college, and it just seemed like well, there was no other option. You know, we we have to get a get an abortion, and so um, so we did. Yeah. So, took that three hundred dollars out of the cash machine, drove to Philly. Um and I mean I guess you know when we got down there this is the weirdest memory of my life because it's not a memory it's we got down there they wouldn't let me in of course right they would let her in um And that that's really the last thing I remember of the day um I was walking around the streets of Philly for several hours I guess that's what I was doing. I have no memory of it i've been tried to recover it, but mm-hmm. i can't and And everything about that day that I do remember is in black and white and with no sound.
6: Mm.
2: I mean it sounds strange, but that's just it it was there was a darkness there uh that stayed stayed with me for years um many years actually mm-hmm. to my first confession mm-hmm. actually
6: yeah I mean. We, we knew better, we knew that uh, what was inside of me was a child, a living human being. Um, we knew better. We knew it wasn't tissue like they tell you. Um, but we were scared college kids and we just bought into the lie that an unwanted child is better off dead than unwanted. Mm-hmm. Um, but the trouble is you kind of have to kill something in yourself in mm-hmm. order to kill your own child
4: so well, thanks for sharing that's obviously a very vital piece yep. of of your life um uh a, a sad a sad portion and mm-hmm. we're talking with uh, Laura and Barry Parratt uh here um on Real Presence Live um as, as much darkness as was there as much as you know Barry described as kind of floating around really having no memory uh mm-hmm. of the day um it didn't. It didn't stay that way, you know. It didn't. It didn't remain forever. It did for a while, yeah. but uh, you were able to experience a conversion for mm-hmm. both of you. We yes. you were able to. What was that like? What What was happening? What did that What did that open for you?
6: Well, it was about five years later. Um, <laughs> our lives had gotten. Uh, you know, we carried on, but our lives had gotten a little difficult. Um, And uh, like Barry mentioned, uh, his office mate was a born-again Christian. Um, So they had a big influence on us. Um, Mm -hmm. They prayed for us. They made friends with us. They got their whole church to pray for us, which Mm -hmm. you know something's going to happen then, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I had begun to read scripture, and they had invited us to a Bible study with them. and, And then... Uh, at work. um, I had uh, gotten into trouble at work and wound up getting fired and um, usually I resist change so I was resisting change but then when I got fired that just kind of broke down all of my um, resistance and I could not resist the idea that I needed a savior. I just couldn't resist that anymore and so um, I prayed with her then and received Jesus into my heart. At what point did you guys can start considering
3: the Catholic Church then?
2: Well, uh, that was some years later. Uh, that was a long time later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I mean, um, uh, so
3: there was a lot to build up to, and and yeah. but you were starting to feel that, and yes. and yeah, I mean, I, we. There would be a lot to talk about in that just alone. Yeah, as you as you you have
2: that path going, but uh, you know, just to fast forward. Yeah, I mean, yeah. (laughs) So basically, you know, that that was back in what ninety five or so, (laughs) and um, and so we were happy. Evangelical Christians, you know, Mm -hmm. we both had sort of a fairly dramatic um, conversion, and uh, and we at last had found some freedom and. And studying the scripture, and we were in a good church. Mm-hmm. And, okay, wasn't looking for anything until I got really, really sick. And then um, basically, the symptoms just kept piling on the insomnia, the chronic fatigue, the brain fog, the pain, mm-hmm. the inability to, to function uh, really normally. And uh, it isolated me. And uh, I couldn't pray, uh, I didn't feel like God was there. And um, I wandered into the cathedral of the Sacred Heart one day on the way to work. Cause went on a stage right across the street. And mm-hmm. I'd never been in a Catholic church, so I'm like, hey, I wonder what it's like. It's a big, big building. You know, it's bigger than our Nazarene church. Mm-hmm. And when I walked in, I, I was not prepared for what, what I, uh, I encountered. It was just like something hit me in the face. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what is this? And it was a holy hush. And it took me a while to figure out that the quietness was not in the building, that the quietness was inside me, Mm. and that for the first time in like three and a half years, I had some measure of peace and some measure of peace. And I would go to this room, which I found out later was the Adoration Chapel, and all I know is that it had to, this like canister in it and <laughs> this spoky thing in it and like all this weird stuff. I didn't know what it was, but I sat on the edge of that room. I was afraid to go in, but I always sat there. I came at the beginning of the day. I came at lunch. I skipped lunch. I came after work because wow. I felt like if I could sit in the, the, right there, like me, I was going to make it.
4: Wow. Yeah. And of course that canister thing... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> be being the tabernacle yes, uh, housing right. uh, exactly. <laughs> housing our lord in the eucharist um yeah, this It's just, just fantastic to hear. Uh, I've, I've known both of you for uh, for a while, but yeah. haven't had the opportunity to really uh, hear your story. And so I want to thank you for sharing that with us here today. Uh, we're going to continue this conversation mm-hmm. in just a moment, uh, but we are going to take a, a, a break here momentarily uh, to hear a little bit more about your story and uh, how you got to where you're at. Yeah. Uh, and also another opportunity that's going to be coming up uh, here in Rochester um, as um, you'll be sharing this in greater detail at the Catholic Evangelization Outreach uh, event coming up here on Friday. So thank you all for joining us. I'm Father Will Thompson, along with Michael Michael Goldsmith Goldsmith on Real Presence Live. We'll be right back.
0: Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.
2: You know, just to jump on that comment, too, of just having those responses of being able to defend the faith, you know, no matter who we talk to. I mean, there's so many people that just aren't really familiar with the church teaching. So to be able to clarify that and to be kind of the light of Christ in the world, to bring that actual truth, the the beauty, to actually bring that to people, I think has just made, you know, it's
4: a different changer for both of us.
6: And I think, um, as you talked about, just knowing the truth of the
1: church. So even if you know what the church teaches, can you really make that argument and support it can every articulate day? It. Right, day in and day out. And that's been a big thing for me, is having this resource that you can sit and listen and learn so much. A big thing for me was, even as a healthcare provider, knowing what abortion is and how it works, listening on Real Presence Radio one day to somebody, a healthcare provider, actually talking through step-by-step, step, what that goes through was just, a game changer for me and as far as being able to vocalize that to other people so that they really understand what abortion is Mm -hmm. and why the church teaches what they teach.
5: My name is Brad List. I'm the father of Nathan List. He started at Mount Marty in 2016. This is a gem underneath their nose that most kids in Yankton don't even realize is there. They don't understand what Mount Marty offers as a school. They offer as helping plan for your future. Example, they're helping Nathan with internships. They're you know, looking at what kind of jobs can you get. It's good to
1: be close to home. You don't have to come
5: home, but you know it's always there.
4: Lead. Serve. Impact at Mount Marty College.
0: You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network.
2: Inspired. Sharing your journey.
3: Well, thanks for joining us. We are at St. James Coffee here in Rochester, Minnesota. We are talking with Laura and Barry Prett. Father Will Thompson and Michael Goldsmith here. It's. uh, I wish we had a couple, two, three hours. We could sit here and talk. (laughs) Uh, You you got. I can tell the the amount of uh, uh, not just emotion, but just how how you guys have been moved, Mm. and 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 then to go through, you know, to have all those things happening in your life, and then you go, you know, to, to. Start to have this conversion, and then of course, then you you go through your abortion, mm-hmm. and 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 a lot of people have been sold that lie. So yes. that's just it's it's. But there's healing there also. Absolutely. Yes. yes. And mm-hmm. God has an ocean of mercy, and I Indeed. wish we could really get over that. You know, to, to have people understand that. So why don't we go into how you're. We hear Barry talk about that he saw this, and this must have been him alone getting this. But then he must have started spreading it to you. Is that right, Laura? Um, you mean
6: converting to Catholicism? Yes,
3: I mean going into mm-hmm. that. You could certainly talk about what your your thoughts on the other side too of what we the abortion, if you'd like. So, however, however you were moved in that. So,
6: well, uh, as far as the abortion was concerned, um, uh, yeah, it was hard, but I mostly just kind of stuffed it. Mm-hmm. um and uh when we had our first conversion to uh the Nazarene church um there there was a joy there mm-hmm. there was a sense of God welcoming welcoming us home um, there wasn't condemnation there was forgiveness mm-hmm. um which is incredible right um but then, when you get to the Catholic Church there's confession um, and that's yeah that's huge I mean various experience especially was huge with that and um, mine too I don't know I tend to be a little more calm about things like that <laughs> <laughs> uh, my experiences aren't necessarily as dramatic right. as as Barry's were um, and and that's stuff that we'll get into on on Friday but um, Yeah, and then as far as... uh, Well, why don't we plug that real quick? What's happening on Friday? Well,
2: yeah, I guess the uh, Catholic uh, evangelization evangelization outreach, right, Mm -hmm. is having uh, asked us to speak um, and give our testimony uh, in in fuller measure than we're giving here uh, on Friday. Uh, at what, the Church of the Resurrection, I think. That's yep, right. At seven yeah. o'clock. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're able if you're able
3: to go to that, it starts at seven. So I would assume gathering before that at like six thirty, and and uh, you guys will be talking then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. Yep. Both of you together. Yes. Great. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Both of us together. So that. if you're able to do that, go down to Resurrection Church here, and if you're in the area at, at Resurrection Church in Rochester, Minnesota. So why don't you continue then, Laura, with the, what we have that you guys are going to be fuller if people want the you know in this area, anyways, we'll be right. able to hear it a little more. Go ahead.
6: Okay. Um, well, as far as uh, Catholicism. Catholicism is concerned, um, he was, like he said, he wandered into the cathedral and he kept going. Um, and he didn't necessarily tell me um, right away what was going on with him, but um, once I realized that he was serious about uh, pursuing this, I um, I was kind of nervous <laughs> this is again you know I resist change this was new mm-hmm. and different and um but you know what I wanted us to be united in everything especially faith so I I followed him into the Catholic Church out of that conviction um and it just seemed clear to me that God was calling us both mm-hmm. um to the Catholic Church um and uh I didn't know it but he started praying to Padre Pio and um, through those prayers then little things started to happen and uh, that helped me to be more open to, um, to the Catholic faith. You, um. Yeah,
2: you wigged me out because you you put, dumped it all on me. Like, well, if you feel like God's calling us to be Catholic, then I'm going with you. And mm. I'm like, oh, so I better not screw up, right? Yeah. And and so that's when I was very nervous. I wanted it to be your own conviction. And this is the kind of stuff God did because I was at a little church in Pennsylvania, and this gal after mass noticed I didn't go to communion, and she asked me why, and I said, I'm not Catholic. i just, you know. And she gave me a relic of Padre Pio, and she goes, "You need to pray to him." Wow. And I'm like, um. Okay. So I left <laughs> mm-hmm. and I prayed. I said, Padre Pio, if you could kinda get my wife to like embrace this whole thing for herself and not just following me, I'd really be helpful. Yeah. And that's all I prayed. And and two weeks later she yeah. started speaking like, gosh, you know, I'm starting to see that the Catholic faith is really just a fuller version of Christianity than we have. And, it's, it's, and I'm like, what the heck is <laughs> going on? Like this <laughs> Not use those words. Works, exactly, whoever he is, that that's was my introduction so, to Padre Pio. Yeah, that's right. so awesome. Yeah.
3: Yeah. That, that's a beautiful way of putting it. Mm-hmm. Yes.
6: Yeah. And one of, just one of the things that happened was that we were at a Mass, and um, at the Elevation of the Host, I was just looking... At Jesus, and all of a sudden, it was like an electric shock went through my body, and I was like, "Oh, this is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. This is true."
4: Yeah. And so, you're so you're able to find peace for your rest l- restless hearts. Yes. Yeah, yeah. and I'll Barry, you talked about that and the uh, what would what, what, you would you call it the uh, receptacle thing? <laughs> oh, the, uh, canister. the canister, the canister, the canister, the can, the canister thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, up front, but uh, not only having Jesus there, but to be able to see Jesus uh, and to be able to receive Jesus. And uh, as we get ready for uh, the the Catholic evangelization outreach, is is there anything else that you would like people to know about that event or about yourselves um, uh, to give a little more of a tease to encourage people to come?
2: Yeah, I guess I'd just say, you know, the whole thing, how God was so gracious in reaching out to us when we could not find him.
4: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm.
2: And, I've, and I, I, I guess I would say that to people who feel like they've messed their life up to the point of no redemption. Mm-hmm. If you come to Christ, what you're going to find is not a condemnation, not a whisk of the finger, nothing like that. You're just going to find a father who's just glad you're home. Wow. Yes. That's what it's like.
3: Mm-hmm. He, just wants,
2: he just wants you to come home and start living again And, yeah. and that's
3: open mm-hmm. to all of us Even yeah. those that have been Catholic our whole life you know. Yes. So, uh, I w- again, I wish we could talk for another hour or two, but mm-hmm. unfortunately, we're close to the end of our Sorry. segment here. And I, I look forward. I think if if I'm able to, I'm going to try to get there. So, are you guys Please from Rochester? Or are you from Winona? Winona. 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 You li- mm-hmm. So, you go, which church do you go down there? Uh, the cathedral. You oh, of do course. go to the cathedral. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, uh, Father McNeely and McNeath, yeah. and, yes. and uh, our new one. Uh, yes, Matt Father Wagner, Rex, yes. Yeah. So, well, it's so so blessed to hear. I, these stories it, inspire us all. So we're going to be coming back with um, talking with uh, Father in the hot seat for our questions and comments on the Catholic faith. So get ready with that, 877 795 I'm Father. This is <laughs> I'm not Father. You're nope.
0: Father. I am Michael Goldsmith. And we'll be right back after this. Live, <laughs> engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.
1: Are you thirsting for God's love?
6: We all appreciate the comforting things in life. Great food, laughter, celebrating mass together, and friendships. Here at Riverview, we have all those things and more. Hi, I'm Carrie Du, Executive Director. With Senior Independent Living Apartments and our Crosshaven neighborhood for those seniors who need a little more assistance, it is the sense of community here that makes Riverview home to all of us. Contact me, Carrie Du, or Kelly Brecke for a tour at 701-237-4700 or online at homeishere.org.
0: This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Hello, everyone. We are
3: back and that phone number tells us that we are going right into our next segment with Father Will Thompson here to answer your questions on faith. He said he's ready for any questions but especially on today's, uh, about the angels and our, especially our guardian angels. So you're kind of, kind of up on that. Is that right, father?
4: Well, uh, I mean, as much as I, as, as much as, as I can, can be, be, right. Yeah. You know, it's, it's one, you know, one of the things about the angels is, um, you know, some, some people do have the gift of yes. knowing their garden angel, of having experience, it, uh, experiences with the angels. Yes. Um, I, I have not had that personal experience myself. Um, uh, but you know, the angels have always intrigued me. Right. And, and I think for a lot of people, uh, they yeah. have, uh, that there, there's, there's this thing about the angels that really draws us that's, that, that there's a reality too. right? you know, just as, uh, Barry and, and Laura were talking about, you know, experiencing something real when they came to church, right. uh, you know, Barry, that first time he came to the cathedral, Laura later after, um, uh, after she converted and realizing that oh, this is, is. Jesus, Jesus I think a lot of us have a, a sense that you know the angels are real. Yeah, uh, there there is something going on here, yeah. um, and and as you said earlier on, you know to you know to pray to your guardian angel, to right. you know, to ask for your guardian angel's uh, support um, because this life is not easy. No, it's yeah, the path to heaven is not. Easy, no. and so we have uh, we have Claire um, who has a question about that path to heaven.
3: Let's let's just uh, we'll get to Claire in just a second. I just want to get that phone number out there one more time eight seven 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 nine five zero one two zero one two two and we do have a special offer for you today that we're going to be giving away a gift card. Uh, If you call in and are on the line, uh, a business has generously said they will uh, donate a gift card for those that are calling in and you're actually on the phone today. So call 877-795-0122. Of course, you can do it on Facebook, too. So we'll get some questions in for Father, which Father just said. We have one with Claire on the phone. Claire from Fargo, what's your question?
2: Um, Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Um, my question is um, from the readings on Sunday when the rich man um, calls out to Abraham down in hell. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if if people in hell can have, like, um, good thoughts or good intentions while they're down, while they're down there still, because
6: if they were, like, thinking... Of being virtuous, wouldn't they not be in hell,
4: mm-hmm. or is,
6: or can they still have like
2: thoughts for their family back at home and want the best for them still?
4: You know, that's 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 a great great question, mm-hmm. uh, Claire. Thanks for bringing it up. But you know, it, as as I was praying with the uh, with the, the the gospel for Sunday and doing a little bit of, of research on it as well, you know, I think the first thing is that you know a, a lot of scripture scholars when, when they look at this parable they don 't see it as you know jesus describing uh heaven and hell you know that it's that there, there's a that he 's using a uh, kind of a a story device uh, to explain how to live here, um, but that heaven and hell do exist. So I, I think that's that's the first thing right there. That I, I'm not sure that Jesus is trying to describe this relationship. Now there, there have been a lot of people that have written about heaven and hell. Um, you know, Dante would be one of the uh, most famous uh, on his Divine Comedy and uh you know what what i've what i've read from some people is that uh uh in hell yes you, you can have good intentions but one of the things about being in hell is those good intentions don't do anything uh you know we talk about the intercession of the saints uh the intercession not just the capital s saints but the lowercase s saints uh and that. um you know, the, the saints who are in heaven, you know, they have God's ear. They're right there with God. They're able to commune, they're in communion with God already, uh, and praying for us uh, to be in communion. Um, but in hell, there's not that same communion. There is that, that separation. Um, you know, so, some, would, what some would say uh, an, e- an eternal frustration. Um, that, you know, in hell, sometimes, you know, some people will say that um, you actually they there able to know what is what is right and wrong
3: i think that would be a form of the torture that you're going to endure
4: exactly exactly that and you so had
3: all this you had this available to you but you're it's unattainable now you had the choice when you yeah. were here
4: and even even to have those good intentions for those still on earth that you're frustrated there there's nothing you know that can be that can be done right um you know that's uh, prayers. Prayers are not answered from hell; they are answered uh, from heaven. Um, but really, really a good question. Yeah. It's uh, it's, uh, good it's a good question that I think you know uh, could could go for some more some more consideration. But um, if you, if you ever get the chance, Claire, if you haven't done it already, uh, read the Divine Comedy. Uh, it is it is a little a little difficult. Um, it's several centuries old, mm-hmm. and uh, you can kind of tell that from the writing. Um, but it does, it, it does a nice job of kind of describing, um, you know, heaven, hell, purgatory. Mm-hmm. And, um, and a little bit of the, the life that we are called to in heaven. Does St. Aquinas,
3: or is it August, uh, Augustine? I'm trying to think which one talks a little bit more about. Uh, I'm drawing a blank on that now. It might be I'm Aqu- not sure. Aqu- Aquinas, I think, has some, you know, t- on that topic. You know, mm-hmm. but I also have heard that, pur- you know, that's kind of a sign of purgatory too. That chasm that we have, you know, for the purification. I've heard it in theological terms than mm-hmm. that, but you know, that Christ is talking about that, that. That this person isn't completely damned yet. I mean, that's kind of a finality. That's kind of, you know, we don't really know for sure if everybody's damned until the day when Christ comes back. Is mm-hmm. that true? That I'm understanding yeah. with the church? I mean, that's the final judgment day, correct?
4: Yeah, that's that's one of the really neat things I think about the. Church. Church is Not that you're
3: in purgatory. If very, you're in purgatory, you pretty much have it made, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. But, y- y- but y- there y- are people. The- but there are people that are sitting in that loo, right? That that we just don't know about, right?
4: Well, yeah. So, uh, the church will declare that people are in heaven the church will not declare Clear that, people, that people are in hell
3: because mm-hmm. there's always got to be that that openness for mercy because that's yep. what God's about that's, right. that's not a, that's a, that's a, that's for the time when Christ comes back and has that <laughs> uh, has that t- day of judgment correct right yep
4: so claire thank you for that question I uh, hope hope that helps you in your understanding of the of the gospel on sunday
3: yep thank you thanks claire god bless you you are welcome well, if you have uh, any questions, again, Father Well is here to answer them. Hopefully I can join and, and have a little bit of a conversation with that. I hope I help out, uh, with Father. But um, uh, if you want to call us, 877 Again, we have that gift card. Uh, something new that somebody has generously uh, given a gift card uh, for any callers that call in and are on the phone. So eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two, or you can shout shout out on on the internet with Facebook. We'll get that on the air as well. If you don't want to be on the air, we understand that, you can just send in your question that way, or just call and give the question. So eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. I know you wanted to talk a little bit more. About the angels, Father, and I, uh, I'll i leave that to you. I, I do like just to point out the one thing you were talking with Barry and, and Laura mm-hmm. with, uh, you know, the canister thing. Or, and I'm <laughs> sure he said the pointy thing. You know, we know that to be the monstrance, yeah. and we know the center is, is where we have the adoration for the open adoration of mm-hmm. Jesus Christ in Christ in the tabernacle is put into the monstrance so that we are able to focus on him the true presence right there body, blood, soul and divinity uh, it's always present in the can- in, in the tabernacle <laughs> I'm going to have that in my head now Father I just, it's, you know uh-huh. that's how people look at things when they come in they don't understand that's, that's what I wanted to point out it's beautiful that they understand that, that there's something more going on there mm-hmm. and they don't understand it so if you're open to that and to have that come in but that's really what separates us. And I love the beauty that he said, you know, that there's the more fullness of Christianity here in the in the faith. We don't, as, as Catholics, deny one bit that, that God isn't available to everybody. Mm-hmm. We don't deny one bit that through baptism, if they're baptized in the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, that they aren't brought into the, the Church of Christ, into the body of Christ. We don't deny that people have those... What's you know going on in normal life, but the fullness is there in the sacraments, right? Mm-hmm. So I'll I'll let you kind of go into that, and then also with your with your angels that you wanted to tie in. Yeah,
4: well, you know, you, you know, you talk about the you know some misconceptions or you know things we mm-hmm. don't we don't uh, know or see clearly at one point, and hopefully later in our lives we do. Um, but I, I really think the angels are one of those things as well. Right. Uh, one, one of those areas where, as I said uh, earlier. I think there 's a strong sense of the reality mm-hmm. of, of the angels uh, and yet the the perception of what that means can be a little bit off and and you know our our images of angels are yeah, they come from so many different sources. I mean, I think, I think one of the strong sources yeah. is Hallmark, you know, kind of those Hallmark angels that, um, you yeah. know, just, just look beautiful or, or you know, the, the, uh, the, the cherubs, uh, mm-hmm. the little babies with, with wings. And so sometimes we see that and we think, oh, you know, angels are cute, uh, yeah. a- angels are friendly. Angels are scary, all right? You they know, can be. I scary. mean, yeah, if, they, you they lo- if, you, if you look at the scriptures, there are so many times when angels appear and someone knows is an angel. And they're afraid they're going to die. Right. (laughs) You know, that either, okay, an angel is here, so I'm going to die. Or an angel is here, so I'm going to be asked to do something... It makes me wish I would have died. Right. Um, <laughs> that this is, you know, you know, there's so much that is going to be asked of me, and this is this is really a difficult thing. Um, but, of course, with the angels, we have have the different choirs of angels. Right. You know, we hear about it a lot of times in the preface. Um, you know, right before the holy, 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 the you know, the, the, the thrones, the, uh, the dominions, the principalities. Um, we do have the cherubim and the and seraphim, exactly. the archangels, our guardian angels as well. And, um, you know as we as we look at at the angels you know the angels it's it's almost um it's almost more of an adjective than it is a noun, uh, because mm. an, an angel—the the word "angel" means messenger. You know, it's what they right. do. Uh, they are a messenger of God, and so our guardian angels are a messenger of God, of bringing God's presence to us, bringing, you know, making God's grace known to us. Right. Um, you know, as we pray in the guardian angel prayer—to right. light, to guard, to rule, to guide. There uh, is the
3: protection, but there's also that messenger of, of 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 making God present, like you said. Mm-hmm. If we tu- if we tr- if we tune into that if we're praying to that. I mean, we're mm-hmm. not going to see that if we're not open to it, right?
4: Right. Yeah, yeah. to have that openness, to have that desire to let the angels guard you. Uh, but I think one of, the other, one of the other misperceptions that we can have sometimes with the angels is that that is what we are striving to become. I I was just going to bring that up because a lot of people you talk about,
3: even people that are Catholic that should have a little bit better understanding of this, but it then goes to the catechesis of our of our you know those that oh they went to heaven and now they're getting their wings. It doesn't work that way. The, the, right. An angel is a maid person yep and yeah, we are a made person there's differences there we are higher than the angels actually well well let, let,
4: let's, let go let's, ahead. let's talk about that a little bit uh, we are created lower than the angels
3: created lower we are, but, we
4: are created lower okay. than the angels so in in the order of creation the angels are the highest being okay out there uh, you know even the lowest rung uh, of, of angels is higher than humanity but in the order of redemption right we are made higher than the angels. Mm-hmm. Uh, St. Paul talks about that a little bit. Uh, and, and that's just, that's, I, I see that as such a beautiful thing. And I think sometimes, sometimes when, when someone passes away, especially a child... Uh, you know, there's that image of the cherubim, mm-hmm. um, of these children who gain wings. Um, but that's, that kind of, you know, gets us into a wonderful life. You know, it's, it's a wonderful life, talks right. about, you know, an angel gets its wings, um, thinking that, you know, someone dies and uh, becomes an angel. But right. in the order of redemption, the order of salvation, humanity in the resurrection becomes higher right, in glory- than, in than the, the glorification, angels. Yeah, yeah. And, this is, and this is part of, you know, when, when we talk about the fall of Satan, you know what? What it was all about that Satan couldn't accept. Uh, you know what? What God was going to do right. out of envy. You know, out, out of envy. You know, Satan turned away. You know, Lucifer, right. the light bearer, turned away from Wait a minute, you put God. us this way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, the Lucifer was not able to accept that humanity was going to be higher, right. and so it was out of envy of us. It was out of envy of what God was going to do for us. Not 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 out of envy of God, right. but out of envy of what God was going to do with us. That. Lucifer fell and brought his demons with him. Um, we're here on Straight Talk. I'm Father Will Thompson, along with Michael Goldsmith. Uh, hope you'll call in. Uh, we welcome your questions. The number is eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. That's 877 And anyone who calls in, uh, we do have a gift certificate that would be available throughout the listening area uh, that, uh, that you would be able to pick up just by asking a question. A question. You can also write in your questions on Facebook.
3: I know there's people out there. I know they want to get some questions answered. I know a lot of people listen in the car, so I know that's a little more difficult. But if you're just uh, thinking, well, I do, I really have a question that I'm I don't know if I really want to ask that. Uh, yeah. You're kind of on the fence there. Yeah, come call in. There isn't any really uh, bad question per se. There's there's questions that. If it's on your heart, then that's an important question, there are and, there, and I'll guarantee you that there are plenty of other people that are wanting to ask the same question. So don't feel like that's that's if that's holding you back. Give mm-hmm. us a call because I know Father would be happy to to either answer it the best he can or point us in a good direction. So well, I was,
4: was going to say, you know, there, there certainly are tough questions out there. Absolutely, uh, you know, there and you're not going to be ones prepared, ones, prepared for that. So as we're talking about the angels, uh, you know, I'm you know do my best to understand uh, to know, <laughs> yeah. You know, not to know who the angels are right. what their what their purpose is but there's there's a lot of mystery there as right. well there's a lot that is yet to be revealed to us about it. the angels but I, but I think one one thing is is clear is that um you know our Our destiny, if you want to use that language, Um, our destiny is not to become angels. Our destiny is to become saints, Uh, that God has predestined us, has created us for communion. Back into that communion that we
3: lost in in the fall with Adam and Eve. We had it. But as humans. As As humans. yep, In the image of Christ, let us make them in our image. Mm -hmm. So that's important from Genesis. I mean, that's not to be said with angels. It wasn't. I mean, they were created beings. But we w- we had something special right from the beginning, and now we're able to be in that redemption. We're able to gain that communion back again that we had lost, and that only happens through Jesus Christ. We do have another caller here, uh, Susan. Are you there from Grand Forks? Oh, sorry, uh, it was still finishing typing. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> I got ahead of myself there. <laughs> um, so yeah, that that's you know a great. Uh, Point to be made that we are in the image of, of God Himself. So, if you do want to give us a call, eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two, and Father will be happy to answer that question for you.
4: Yeah, and there's just that that beauty. Um, you know, we have so many de- so many descriptions and different ways of looking at our life in heaven uh, throughout the scriptures. Um, you know, one of my favorites is you know that the veil will be lifted. You know, that There's this veil that keeps us from seeing each other and, most of all, seeing God as we are. Um, but our guardian angels help us to get there. Yes. And so uh, Susan from Grand Forks Air Force Base uh, has a follow-up question about our guardian angels. Uh, Susan, how are you today?
1: Great. How are you? Oh,
4: awesome. doing fantastic. Thank Susan, you. Susan, are you, are you in the Air Force?
1: Um, no, my husband's retired after oh. two years. We just kind of stuck around the area for grandkids.
3: Oh, we're very good. Well, <laughs> oh, thank, thank you for his service and, and and also yours because without the people behind our, our people in the military, we wouldn't have uh, that support. So thank you for that. Go ahead, Susan. What's your question?
1: Oh, you're welcome. Um, I had heard, I don't know, about a month or two ago on Catholic Radio. I know I've heard it before, but I don't remember the response of what happens to our guardian angels when we die. Do they like reassign them to people? Do they, you know? Are
4: they are they are they recycled? Serious. You know,
1: yeah,
4: recycled. Good one. Yeah, <laughs>
1: Recycle your guardian
4: angel. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, uh, Susan, that's 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 a great question, and it's one that I've I've thought about uh, for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so I uh, I was not I did not hear that show uh, that you listened to, uh, so I, I didn't get the answer there. But um, but I, but I've wondered that myself, and and there's there's two. Two ways um you know that it, that it, um that I ha- have heard, but just not real certain which way it would be that either you know God does reassign uh the, the guardian right. angels um or that in um uh in death our guardian angels continue to accompany us. Into heaven, and then, you know, I mean, using our language, you know, they retire, uh, you know, that they <laughs> retire, and and but they but they they they'd stay with us uh, for eternity in heaven. I'm not sure which yeah. which one it is, but those those are the two um, that that I the two kind of responses. That's that, a deep that theological,
3: isn't it? I mean, that's beyond. That's part of the mystery, of course, that we have throughout. Correct. There's many mysteries, but I, that's a great question. Susan. I I just had. You know, we were just talking earlier about. Uh, you know, Claire was talking about what happens. Well, if we have our guardian angel and they're assigned to us, and we go to if we're in lieu or purgatory, our angel must have must be right there with us. I would that would be a good hmm. assumption, mm-hmm. right? Praying mm-hmm. with us and, and right. But what happens when they when if if God forbid, and the mercy doesn't cover us, that we would go to hell. What, where does that lead? Well, and yeah, that, that's that's all I'm saying.
4: Yeah, there's a one-way door from purgatory. Right. There's not two doors. Right. You know, yeah. Going go either. I'm from saying purgatory. it with
3: somebody that's in hell that has a guardian angel. Where does that? You know, that kind of leaves that theological aspect of what happens there too. So, I mean, those are those are some of the things that we just don't have the fullness, and and you know, the church tries to to the best of its ability with our human nature. Mm-hmm. you know, to, to leave that in the hands of the theologians to work that out and through the Holy Spirit so th- that's part of our mystery with the faith, so uh, I think mm-hmm. it's a great question though, uh, Susan I mean, it's Thanks. something to ponder and I, I, I don't know where you would read up more on that, I'm sure there's some documents and stuff in, in the Vatican that you could search on that too. Yeah, so, yeah I
1: sure would like to know.
3: Yeah, that would yeah. be a good thing But I guess maybe
1: to, some things are mysteries, tell the to that's all. Exactly,
3: exactly. Well, thank so oh, much no for that. Yeah, well, thanks for your questions, Susan. God bless you, and and thanks again for your husband's service and yours. You're so welcome. You
1: guys yeah. have a great day. Thanks you.
3: Thank too. you too. God right. bless. Well, call in number. Nice. Eight, yep. Bye bye. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. We do have that gift gift certificate, and Susan just was able to get one. We have another call from Linda in Montevideo. Hi, Linda.
5: Hi, how are
3: you today? We're doing just well. I'm Michael Goldsmith. This is Father Will Thompson. What's your question, Linda?
1: I have a great-nephew who was a crib death seven years ago and had never been baptized. I've prayed for him morning
5: and night ever since, but is it doing any good?
4: Keep praying. Keep praying. Keep keep praying, Linda. You know, it's... um, you know we were talking a little bit earlier about how the church has uh you know declared people to be in heaven we call them saints uh the church has never declared anyone to be in hell and uh the the church does also say that um you know those who died without baptism through no fault of their own
3: mm.
4: you know we entrust them to the mercy of God you know to, you know that's um you know we do hear in the scriptures unless you are born again you know unless you are born again um But we also know that the sacraments are aids to our salvation. Mm. The sacraments aren't absolute needs. If if sacraments were absolute needs, then everybody before the time of Jesus is out of luck. Uh, So we entrust your great-nephew to the mercy of God. You have know, to let God take care of him, you. and you know, as uh, as we were just uh, um, postulating, we you know we're not certain on this, um, you know, but pray for his guardian angel as well, you know, to mm-hmm. to guide him along the way to heaven.
6: Then I have
5: another quick question. Yeah. When I am praying, I make the sign of the cross in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Right. And so many people certain it. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.
4: Yeah, I mean I, I would just say that's that's what it is. It's it's a shortening. <laughs> yeah, know, it's a, it's a shortening of the of the prayer because it's it's not just a beginning of prayer but it really is a prayer. Um so you know the formal prayer would be in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Um you know not in the names plural, you know of you know three yeah. different gods, but it's one god, three persons. Um so if someone just says Father, Son, Holy Spirit, you know, there, there there is still that prayer. Might be rushing through a little bit, but the the prayer is still there.
3: Yeah. Okay. Thank you. You're well, God, welcome. God Linda. bless you, Linda. I think I think too. Uh, you know, I had a nephew. He was baptized, but he died when he was five. But I think there is something to. I mean, that's that's why the church does. Want to baptize when they're infants? I mean, that's where where that baby is entrusted to his first mm-hmm. uh, teachers of the faith, and we we have that beautiful baptism sacrament, and that's why the church does that at at infancy to lead them into that that life of Christ. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you're bringing that child and and trusting. Not just to God but to to the community to raise that child in in, in Jesus Christ and, and his gospel so I think that's beautiful in one way but the, there is the the age of of talking about consent and understanding right I mean so people children that die early are, are that that don't have fullness of the sacraments I mean that's important the church teaches about about that you know that there's those special mm-hmm. graces that are available to those that that those situations happen in is that is that not
4: am I understanding that correctly um let's see if I'm understanding your your question there but um you know again sacraments are aids to our salvation right you know they are they are meant to uh, be opportunities for grace and to experience the life of God um so let's say let's say you have you know a three year old uh who is baptized Mm -hmm. and and is dying um what do you do? Yeah, uh, and you know what I what I what I was always taught is that, um, you know, that in those circumstances, you know, they've been baptized, so confirm them, give them first communion, not anointing the sick. Okay. That that uh, that full initiation uh, is you're really able to do that then. Yep. Oh, awesome! Exactly.
3: Okay. I guess i That's a, I have not heard that before myself. So thank you for that, Father. Yeah. That's exactly what I was getting at. I mean. If you're able to, and you can, because people can baptize themselves, right? If you mm-hmm. are with an infant that has not been baptized, or even a person that you come upon in a accident, if you are a Christian, you're able.
4: You don't even have to be a Christian,
3: right? You could, but as long as you do as it you in the name of the Father and in the Son and in the Holy, which yep. which she, she so, just so, talked so, about. Yeah.
4: So, Linda, Linda you've got you got us going on on <laughs> a good conversation here. Uh, so, Linda, thank you for the questions. We appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much.
4: Yep, God yeah, but, bless you. Well,
3: we have a caller that didn't want to stay on the air. So, this caller was from Sioux Falls, father, and can you give a little more background on what Satan's motives are to keep us from re- redemption? Wow, that's a that's a big one.
4: Well, you know, as as I was saying in um the Pauline literature and and forgive me, I can't remember exactly where it is where it is. I want to say Ephesians. Mm-hmm. Um but it was out of it was out of envy mm-hmm. that Satan left the ranks. Of the other angels. And he had so, other,
3: other angels with him, right? Exactly. Yes. Yep,
4: yep. We would call them demons. Right. So, mm-hmm. so even the demons were angels at one time, mm-hmm. um, perhaps different ranks, right. um, but they, they were there. Um, but what, what was his motivation? You know, what is, what is, what is his motivation? Um, why is he envious of us? Well, as I, as I said, in creation, the angels are the highest you know the angel, the angels are uh, really the crown of creation, mm-hmm. but humanity is the crown of redemption right humanity is the crown of salvation and so uh, Satan, in knowing god 's intentions uh, that God was going to create and then recreate and you know put humans uh, up, you know, as you know Satan might look at it as more important um, that, I, think that, there, I think there's some motivation in that, that, that Satan didn't want to lose his position right. uh, in, in the ranks of creation. Is that
3: where that envy comes in with the, with, the, with the serpent then, with Adam and Eve? I mean, that's really, that's the tempting in, the, in, in that envy that was placed in the serpent to, to get us,
4: Adam and Eve. To, yeah, to, and, to, and what's really interesting about that, I think, is that, you know, the serpent says, you know, God knows that if you eat this, you will be like God." Right. Which is but, that's, but that's part of the whole plan right. that's part of the whole plan <laughs> so the is, is, lie is, is for like, us to, to be like God right you know, to, 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 not, not to be God not to become a, an, an additional God mm-hmm. you know we 're not, we're not talking about polytheism here mm-hmm. but but that's god's plan and so, oh, so at the was. very beginning Satan knew the plan I Satan expect. knew that uh, it was God's intention to make us like himself and to uh, to re- re- recreate us you know, as, as, God, as God's children, part of the family of God, to be like God. Which we heaven. already
3: had. Isn't that just amazing? How yeah. our, That's our human nature, though, right? Uh, yep. I mean, that's where <laughs> we yeah, could get no, into a whole this, kind of- is,
4: uh, this is where I, I, I love so much uh, Philippians chapter 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus, even though he was in the form of God, did not deem equality with God something to be, be grasped at yes. or something to be clung to, something to be uh, reached out for. Right. Yeah, because it's already there. It
3: was, and always has been, yeah.
4: But that's what we do. Right.
3: Yeah, we're, we have we, to put it in that context, right? Yep, that was reach, part of our clean. fall. That was part of our fall, wasn't it? I mean, that was really where we lost out because now we have to put it into that context where we already had it in our reach. Well, mm-hmm. God bless you, Father, for answering the questions. Very good questions. Every day this happens. Uh, so if you want to call in, uh, uh, every, every Monday through Friday we have it 930 to 10 o'clock. So we'll be right back after this break. God bless you.